get your Bibles out and go to 1 Corinthians 14. I tell you what, there's uh, no place like home. I've never been anywhere in the world that I wanted to be and live permanently yet. When I go, I always want to come back home at some point. Amen. Now, that guy looks wet. Bruce looks wet. How many of y'all even own an umbrella? How many of you even own one? Sandy owns one. You know, I don't even own one. I don't even own one. I just jump out of the truck and run like crazy. <laughs> I guess if I lived in New York, I'd own an umbrella because that's a different kind of wet. Yeah, it's cold, wet, rainy. Okay, we're going to talk again about the Holy Ghost. We're going to stay on this until God releases me, but it looks like we're going to be on it a while about the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. So we're going to talk about moving and operating in the gifts, and we're going to talk about why we need to do it. Um, 1 Corinthians 14. So the sermon tonight is called The Door, and you'll see why in a minute. Now, Rain, you're going to have to slow up in the name of Jesus because I need to talk. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14.1, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. The word gifts is italicized, which means it's not in the original. But especially that you may prophesy. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Let's stop right there for a minute. You understand that if you're praying in the Holy Ghost... You're saying words, and you do not know what they are without interpreting or unless you know that language. I heard a guy in Venezuela get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in English. That was cool. Starts worshiping God in perfect English. And I went, that's neat. All right. So it says we don't, but when you speak, you're not speaking to men, but to God. No one understands him. However, he's speaking a mystery. There are mysteries inside of you that you will never unlock them unless you pray them out. That's one of the most powerful things you're ever going to hear in your life. People whose lives are boring. You wake up, you go to, you go to work, you come home, you go to bed. You do it again the next day, next day, next day. Nothing ever changes, nothing supernatural ever happens in your life is because you've never unlocked the mysteries of God that he put in you. When you were born again, he placed the will of God in you. He placed the call of God in you. He placed the plan of God inside of you. And the only way for you to ever get it out is to pray it out. So you have mysteries of God in you, and, and the only way into the spirit realm is through praying in the Holy Ghost. If you don't pray in the spirit, you'll never enter the supernatural realm of God. Amen. Uh, I'm saying, I want to say that again because I want, you to, I want you to get this. There are the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a door that will take you to the supernatural. If you are not a, if you're a Christian and you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, never been filled, never don't speak in tongues, or you are do speak in tongues, but you don't because you're letting your carnal mind rule you and your flesh. I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel. Then the supernatural eludes you. You live a very natural get up in the morning, go to bed, get up in the morning, go. You just live a don't do don't 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 life. The supernatural for churches, God wanted you to live outside of just the natural, your ability. He wanted you to tap his ability, his mind. And the way to do that is speaking in tongues. That's why if you go to a church where they don't speak in tongues, you won't see anybody get healed. And they say, well, God don't do that anymore. Well, he would. If you get filled with the Holy Ghost, start praying in tongues. And there's, that's, that's why people have prayed, oh God, if it's your will, do so and so, nothing happens. But, they, but they've got to go back. Jesus said to his disciples, don't leave Jerusalem and do with power from on high. 
Now, the, 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 the denominational lie, it's a lie, that God, that's done away with was fabricated by Satan to keep you out of the will of God. Now, that doesn't mean people aren't born again. It just means you're going to live and die and never enter the will of God. Now, that's, they can, you can, but, but, but we've made choices to, to say, well, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So, first of all, you have to want his will to even get filled with the Holy Ghost. Once you start hungering for more of God, he's going to lead you into the baptism. And many of you that went to different churches, you just got hungry and there's more and, and, and something inside of you. And God led you to a church where someone prayed for you, got you filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're like, wow, this has been here all the time. Absolutely. So there are mysteries inside of you. Now, let, 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 me, let me quote a scripture to you right now. And, and the Bible says, do not lean unto your own understanding. Forgive me, Mike, I'm going to step behind you. Because these people are so far away. You were taught from the time you were a child to figure it out. But you and I do not have enough information in your head to figure it out. You can't figure it out. There is a lot of things that are not happening for you that God wants them to happen because you're not praying them out in tongues. Amen. I'm going to say that again. If, uh, you've got to walk by faith yes, and, not by sight. and not by sight, not by the way you feel. Now, most of the time when I walk up to a person and say, well, do you speak in tongues? Well, I did once. Here's my question. Why would you quit? Well, you know, I feel. God, without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and is a reward of those who diligently seek him. You've got to open up your Bible and go, Praying in the Holy Ghost, I build myself up in my most holy faith. And read scriptures like this, it goes, He who speaks in a tongue is not speaking to men but to God. However, nobody understands me. In the Spirit, I'm speaking mysteries. Amen. You have to use your faith to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't use your faith, you won't do it. You'll just go, oh, I don't, you know, I just, you know, I hadn't had time and all that. Well, you would if you knew what you were doing. You're, you're living a, a really boring life without praying in the Spirit. You start praying out mysteries, your life is going to look like a Colorado country road to going through the mountains. Everything's going to change for the better, even though you don't know what you're doing or what you're saying. There's times you're going to pray out interpretation, we'll talk about that, where you're actually praying out and then you'll speak in English and you're understanding what it is you're praying about. But you've got to get into a place called in the spirit. And, and you got to, you've got to quit being carnal to do that. Now, um, this is a good time for me to do this. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this. When we have prayer meetings in this church on Sunday night, I push people to pray out in tongues. Now listen to me very carefully what I'm about to say to you. People will walk in this church and they'll sit down and this is what they're praying like in a prayer meeting. You're not going anywhere. But because of your carnality, you're thinking, well, I don't understand. I don't want to do that. The Bible says press. I press. Or it says in the book of Acts, lift your voice. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to say this. Why? I don't have any idea. We don't need to know everything in order to do it. There's something about praying in the Spirit that causes you to shut your natural mind down and to tell your flesh, shut up. I don't want to hear from you. And you're going to find out 
that there's something about the spirit realm that you don't enter into if you don't press in. Now, when we walk in on Sunday morning and we have a worship service, you can stand there and cross your arms and stare at the ceiling. But you will never enter the presence of God until you make up your mind. Shut up, mind. I'm going to pay attention to what I'm singing. It's Sunday. I'm worshiping God. Leave me alone. And you're going to press in. Everybody in the Bible that got anything from Jesus pressed. The woman with the issue of blood pressed. The man that got on the roof and went through pressed. You're not going to get anything from God sitting on your duff waiting on him to do it. Now I just separated the charismatic Christian from a denominational Christian. That's That's why we have dead churches. Because the people are sitting, waiting on God to just pop a worm in their mouth like a mother bird. And it doesn't work. It isn't even in your Bible. There's nobody in the Bible ever got anything from God doing nothing. Now you got to get that. you got to understand this. So whenever I say we're going to press... I'm not asking you to become emotional. But I am asking you when the scripture says you are to love the Lord thy God with all of your mind, all of your strength. You understand you're using, you're, 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 you're getting involved in worship and you're getting involved in the prayer meeting. Now I'm going to say something y'all don't throw anything at me. Sitting on your butt's rebellion. That's what it is. It's rebellion. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel. We have a major in the army in here. I would never walk up to a major who said something and go, well, quite frankly, sir, I just don't feel like it. I mean, you, you wouldn't, I would never say that to anyone over me. Why do we think it's okay to say it to God? I don't feel. Well, the next time you want something and he says, I don't feel, you you can't can't keep disrespecting the Holy Ghost and, and expect him to show up at your next pity party. He's not coming. Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. God, God's interested in you pressing in, stir up the gift of God. How do you, how do you stir up the gift? Do you, do you think that I always feel like praying in the Spirit? No. Most of the time when I come in, I feel carnal, dead, lethargic, sleepy, and unspiritual. But I'll sit down and just start thanking God for his goodness and reading my Bible and praying and I press in. And sometimes I'm there for 10 minutes, and sometimes I'm there for 30 or 45. But I'll tell you what, you keep pressing in. It won't be long. It won't be long. You'll be praying in the Holy Ghost, and it's like riding a Bible bike and the chain is off. And you're just freewheeling. You're just, and all of a sudden the chain hooks, and you're like, okay, we, we hit something. And all of a sudden you're doing something in the Spirit And that's the only time you're making progress in the spirit realm. God gave you a powerful gift. It would behoove us to use it. Are you all out there? Don't just just be a Christian in name. Well, I'm a spirit-filled Christian. Yeah, really. When's the last time you prayed in the Holy Ghost? Okay, I'm talking to people in here tonight. I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hands. That'd be embarrassing, wouldn't it? Okay, 1412. For even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit is praying 
but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I'll pray in the Spirit. I'll pray in my understanding. I'll sing in the Spirit, and I'll sing in my understanding. And what that he's talking here about your private prayer life. I don't have time to get into it tonight, I don't think. There's a difference in public tongues for the edification of the church, where you're speaking in tongues and interpreting. That's a gift of the Spirit, one of the nine gifts for the body. He's not talking about that right here. He's talking about your personal prayer life. Now, for instance, there are times I'll be at home just praying the Holy Ghost, praying the Holy Ghost, just praying the Holy Ghost, worshiping God, and all of a sudden, I'll get English words that hook, and I'll go, hmm, what is this? I remember one year, um, I kept praying for Cindy, 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 and then I'd go back to praying in tongues. Now, God has given me not a, not a big interpretation, but at least now I know who I'm praying for, yeah, amen. what it is that he's laid on my heart. Well, you know, Cindy was came down with cancer years ago, years ago. She's still very much alive. Now, why did God lay Cindy on my heart and other people? I can't tell you the answer to that. Uh, that's one thing about God. He's, it's a mystery. He didn't tell us everything that he's doing. He just lets us be a part of it. And then there's been times I've prayed about money, and then there's times I'll pray things out. And sometimes when I'm praying, I'll get the whole tamale in English. It'll start coming out in English. But it seems like there's a flow. I don't know, am I doing good to explain this? It seems like that you get into a, 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 a flow where you have bacone, bodecone, tohuni. Well, I'm telling you, pasinda, there's a kuni now over there, over there, over there, over there. And you get into English and you'll start understanding what it is you're praying about. So God wants you to know what you're praying about. You may not get a translation, it's an interpretation. Now, understand this. Translation means he's going to give you word for word. He'll never give you word for word. He'll just let you know what the gist is. That's why you may pray 10 minutes and then the interpretation is four seconds. Because all it is is the gist of what you're saying and what you're praying about. Now, so he wants you to get to the place to where you're praying out the understanding because there's a lot of things, and, and I call this tonight the door for this reason. Unless you pray in the Holy Ghost, there are realms you'll never enter spiritually. Now, I'm going to say something to you now. I have no scriptural basis for what I'm going to say. Now, I know that sounds like, I can't believe you're going to tell us something that's not in the Bible. There's a lot of things you're going to experience, and you cannot build a doctrine out of it. I cannot preach it as doctrine because it's not in the Bible. But I have experienced it, and I don't know why I experienced it. I don't know why I saw what I saw, but I saw something God was showing me as pastor for the church. Now, here's, here's one. Are y'all ready? It's crazy. Um, back when we were in the old building, we'd sit around and pray in the Holy Ghost. And one, I think it was one morning, I was praying. And as I started praying in tongues, I started praying. And while you're praying, sometimes you'll start doing stuff with your hands. And you don't have any idea what you're doing and you start doing stuff. And don't, don't stop it because that's why I said don't invite your in-laws who don't speak in tongues into your prayer meetings because... You're just going to mess their head up. Just leave, leave them alone and don't come to our prayer meeting. You're just going to scare the spit out of them. Especially when somebody starts going, shut up, I take that too. Shut up, I take that over there. Shut up, I. Especially when you get into Chinese. They're not listening to God anymore. They're going, wow, y'all are crazy. All right. So, so I was praying. And I looked up, and I had opened a door and walked into a room. And the room was about half the size of this church. And when I did, I saw jars, clay jars of water. They were about four feet tall, three feet tall. 
about this tall, and full of water. And I walked over and I laid my hands on the jar of water. When I did, the water turned into wine. It grew two legs and two arms. It got up and, and walked out of the room and went and got another jar and brought it back. And this went on and on. And then one of the jars took a piece of paper that was, had gold print on it. I could see the, the print was made out of light. And I could see through the letters. It was gold light on a piece of paper. One jar, after I prayed for it, would hand the jar a piece of paper. That jar would get up and leave. A little while later, that jar would walk back in the room carrying a jar like this and set it down for me to pray. And the interpretation of that was, I'm going to send people for you to get them filled with the Holy Ghost and give them the word, and they will go in and out of your church going ministering the word of God. That was the interpretation of what I was praying out. Now, there's nothing in the Bible about rooms, doors, jars. You can't build a doctrine on that. But it was for me... To know that God, that there would be people that would come to my church that wouldn't stay here. Then there would be people who would go out and minister outside the walls of the church. And they would be bringing people in for us to get them born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. And those people would go and bring people. So there would be an influx of people going in and out of the front doors of this church. And I was to be okay with that. Do you all see that? So that's. That's a vision the Holy Ghost gave me. Does this make sense? But yet I was in a room. Now, the other day, I was praying over the mayor's prayer breakfast. And the Lord said these words to me. The door that I've just opened will take you into a room. And I wear... What was it, Lisa? How did I say it now? This one door is going to open up for you a lot of other doors. There's, you're, I'm taking you to a place you've never been before. Well, now that's the interpretation of my praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I later found out that what I was praying about in tongues was getting John Stenberger to come to the mayor's prayer breakfast. Now listen to what I'm going to say. He never comes to a breakfast like that if he has something going on the same week. Never. But they had not finalized their plans for their meeting, so he said yes to me. Had he not said yes to me, he wouldn't have come. The next week they finalized their plans, so God had me doing all of that knowing that I had a short window to talk to John. Now, meeting John was for the mayor's prayer breakfast, but then he said these words to me. I know Avita King personally. I know all of the people you want in your prayer breakfast. I know all of the big dogs. I can get them for you. That was my interpretation of the of are y'all listening to what I'm saying? I praying in the Holy Ghost prayed me into that place. Now listen to what I'm gonna tell you right now. What if I was a good Baptist boy, love of Jesus? We wouldn't be doing the marriage prayer breakfast. Because that is a door that God opened through praying in the Spirit. There's a lot of pastors who will live and die and never enter the first phase of what God called them to do because they've never prayed it out. This, this thing of praying the Spirit is not a, a, a Pentecostal thing. It's a Bible thing. It, it was not up for what do you think. Are you all okay with that? And, and it's none of my business. I don't tell people, you, you better. That's, I'm not the head of the church, so I leave people alone. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say this to you. There are things you will not ever do. 
that God called you to do. If you don't pray it out. And it's not going to come out of your head because you don't know it. That's a, that's a, that, listen, that's a, that's a hundred thousand dollar statement. You know, you see people like Joyce Myers, you see people like Kenneth Copeland, you see people, you see people rocking, rocking the world. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you. Where in the world do you think he, where do you think all of that came from that he was doing? Where do you think Israel came from? Where do you think sidewalk um, um, genies, where do you think that stuff's coming from? It's coming, they're praying it out. Now, here's the thing you got to understand. You can't pray out what you want to do. I tried it. I already tried it. When I left Ramah, I knew that I was an evangelist. I got my Kenneth Copeland Bible and my Kenneth Copeland pilot's license and my Kenneth Copeland everything. But I kept praying out a popka. And listen, I, I didn't want to. <laughs> but you understand that I had a mystery in me that even though I was in Haiti, I'm praying out something else. I'm trying to get God to follow me. He's not doing a very good job of that. And some of y'all are trying to get him to follow you too. And it's not going to work. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something else. And just, I'm going to tell you a little bit of Daryl Morgan Rebellion. Every once in a while when I get tired of doing what he asked me to do, I quit praying in tongues. It's the only way I know to get a vacation. My God, he's got me going all the time, you know. Then I, I'm, a, I'm just telling you the truth. You just want to lay around the house and do nothing for a month. Just quit praying in the Holy Ghost. Nothing will happen. I'll guarantee you that. You'll get sick and you go to the hospital maybe, but you're not going anywhere else. Are you all okay with what I just said? This is a, what I just said to you is, is extremely powerful. And yet most people never read this. They don't, they don't sit and read it and go, oh, my God, this is, this, is, this is very, very important. Yes, it is. You will never see anybody doing anything for God unless they're praying it out in the Spirit. Amen. Do you all remember the story of Burpo, the boy that died? Go back and read the book again. Who prayed him, who prayed him back from heaven? Who did that? His dad? No. His dad was in the hospital crying and whining like a baby. Don't get mad at me. There was a Pentecostal church in town. It's in the book. That came to his church and sat in their sanctuary and prayed that boy back. It's in the book. When the boy came back, this is in the book too. Go back and read the book again. The boy looked at his dad and said, Dad, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's, there's just a one line in the book. The dad is a denominational preacher and he paid no. But I, I'm thinking, why did, he, why did he put that in the book? I don't think he understood what his son said. But his son looked at him one day and just as a four-year-old prophet, you need to be filled with the Spirit. And they wrote it in the book, and he, I don't, to my knowledge, he never got filled with the Holy Ghost. But you don't hear anything about any of them anymore, do you? And you won't. Unless the Pentecostals come back down to their church and start praying again. <laughs> Are y'all out there? Did you go home? What happened in the last election? Y'all want to know? I got a book in there on angels that Mary Friend gave me where... There's a church in Ohio that went to every county and held Holy Ghost prayer meetings in every county in Ohio because Ohio had to turn. They had to take the Ohio spiritually. And when they did, they turned the nation. If the church doesn't keep praying the Holy Ghost, the, the United States... Listen, and I'm not, I'm not preaching Republican, Democrat. L just listen to me. There are people who are full of the devil. Yes, they are. 
If you don't know that, I don't know what you're listening to. They are so immoral. It ain't even funny. You will not win this fight politically. You will win it if unless the church gets back full of the Holy Ghost. We're not going you, to, the time you're entering in now, you're going to have to tap into a spring of water because the rivers are drying up. You're going to get your own water now. Y'all understand that? Okay. So this is why I think God is bringing this back full circle. And I'm hearing preachers preach on this, on being filled with the Holy Ghost and getting full of God. And I'm not talking about just a meeting where you run aisles and jump pews. I'm talking about where you are praying in the Holy Ghost and staying full of the Holy Ghost. God gave you a prayer language for a reason. Use it or or, or wish to God you had. Okay, verse 28. I'm not getting very far, am I? I don't think I am. Let's let's so. Okay, I'm going to read this. If there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church. Let him speak to himself and to God. The interpretation he's talking about there is public, public tongues interpretation. But he says, speak to yourself. He never said, don't speak in tongues, like denomination. Well, you know, that was done away with. And if there's no interpreter, be quiet. No, if, if there is nobody to interpret what you're saying, you can still speak to yourself. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Speak to yourself. But, but, but you know, if, um, if, if there's no interpreter, and sometimes people will give out a tongue and nothing will happen. And uh, pray, God, give me the interpretation of that. What is that? Let me, let me, I wasn't going to do this tonight, but let me say something to you. God will never give you the whole interpretation. He's going to give you one word. And you're going to have to say it to get number two. It's going to scare you to start. You're going to get one word. What's the interpretation, God? Go. Go where? Go. Go where? What's the interpretation, God? Go. God, I need more than that. No, you don't. Walk by faith. You say, go. The rest of it will just flow out of you. God requires faith in everything you do. Now, what if you're wrong? You've been wrong before. Now, I'm going to tell you how I handle wrong tongues and wrong interpretation. Are you ready? Isn't there a scripture that says he's the God of all comfort? What if you screw up and still say something good? Still God. So don't be afraid. I just set you free if you got me. You you say, you're, you're speaking in tongues, you're going, I think he's saying this. And just say it. I've had times when I started off in the natural, which was not right, and hooked into the spiritual because God saw that I wanted to do this. The only way, and I'm going to say something, the only way to learn about the Holy Ghost is to play with him. You're not going to bother him if you're, if you're home practicing tongues and interpretation and it's all wrong. How are you going to learn anything if you don't do it? So I just, I started off in the shower. There's nobody in there but me and I just started. And then when you walk out, you go, well, I'm clean, but that was stupid. Okay. But, but you start learning to flow with him privately. If you're afraid to do it publicly, learn privately. And you'd be surprised at how often you'll step over into something and you'll step back and go, that was God. Oh, that was awesome. And you'll be as shocked as everybody else. I don't know any other way. Do you all understand when I say play with it? If if everybody you lay hands on dies, don't worry about it. Just keep praying for people. You've got to learn to work with him. And just say, I'm going to pray for you if nothing happens when it's me, but let me just pray for you. Oral Roberts and everybody who's ever done anything for God started off messing up. 
That's a powerful thing to say. Just start off. That's why I let people, Sunday, first Sunday night, they get up and some of it's God and some of it's not. Well, who cares? Like who, just let people get up and follow what they think is God. Nobody's condemning them. Nobody's sending them to hell. You know, There's no trap door up here and we pull the plug and you drop down and the gator's <laughs> underneath if you do it wrong. But yet I, but I, but I've seen people who, who, who came a few times and they, they stumbled around and then, and then they came back one day and they were nailing it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they are hitting it right now. But you know, they got over the fear and, and, and they wanted to be used by God and you just let them go. I mean, I even let Rosa preach one time and it was terrible. It was terrible. I didn't. No, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you, Rosa. It wasn't either. Okay, go to 1 Corinthians 2, 1. I'm not going to get anywhere near done, so, but, but I'm just following God right now, guys. I, I, um, are y'all okay with all this? Because I'm trying to teach you something. This is teaching where I'm helping you to do something that you're not doing either at all or not yet. You got to know how to do this or how to get started doing it. So that's kind of why I'm doing this. Okay. 1 Corinthians 2, 1. I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellency of speech or wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear. My speech, my preaching was not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. So your faith is not in the wisdom of men, but in the wisdom of God. Now stop for a minute because I'll explain this to you. When there is never a move of the Holy Ghost, all I'm going to give you from the pulpit is what the Bible says. But there's a lot of things in your life that are not in the Bible. And you need to know them. So that doesn't make for a good church. Without the gifts of the Holy Ghost, I would not have ever known to move to Apopka. I would not have known to go to Bible school. I would not have known to marry Lisa. There were things because of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing in my Bible, Mary Lisa. All right, and I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to make a statement to you, and, and, and I hope you all can handle what I'm going to say. It's not okay for young people to pick a career. And, and kids do it all the time now. They don't, know, they, don't, they don't know God from the wall. They've never been taught anything about God. And they pick a career based on how much money they're going to make. That will cost them their life. And then later on, they go, I don't know what happened. I love the Lord, and I go to church, and I love Jesus. Let me tell you something. The reason God gave you the Holy Ghost, you have a Bible. But there is nothing in my Bible, Mary, Lisa Leggett. Now, I'm, I'm driving down the road, just, got a, just gone through a divorce, not interested in women at all. But I'm hung up on trying to fix a marriage that's dead, not going anywhere. I'm reading 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. People are filling my head with, you need to wait, you need to wait, you need to wait. But God has a call on me. And God has something to say other than people. So Lisa and I are going to the beach, and she's got her own car, and she helped me with the youth. And I always admired her. I, and I said to God one day, I said, man, if I ever remarry, I want someone like her. Honest to God, I do. She just loves Jesus. She loves God and the whole nine yards. But yet, in my soul, I never, ever entertained the thought of another woman. And I wouldn't do it. That's where adultery starts. And so having said that, God had to rock my world 
And so Lisa looks at me and says, let me drive your truck. I had a nice four-wheel drive truck. And I took the kids and she took a, 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 what is that big wagon you had, that your mama's bomb. The Chrysler station wagon full of teenagers. And most of the teenagers we took to the beach that day were all older teenagers, older young people. There weren't any, weren't any young kids. They were all older. And we parked there, and she says, I want to drive your truck. I said, I know, you can drive my truck. She said, I want to drive your truck. I said, oh. I said, all right, listen to me. We're going to stay right here on this road. We're not going to go very far. And she says, okay. She jumps in my truck, cranks it up, and, you know, hot. she was a hot rodder, y'all. She... She blamed it on the carburetor. She had to gas it to get it to go. And I'm, I just know she's going to burn the tires off my truck and smoke it down the road. But anyway, I thought, okay. you know. So she jumps in my truck, fires it up. The Spirit of God said to me, this is your next wife. Get on with your life. I need you. Now, had he not said that, word of knowledge, he had not said that, I wouldn't have given her time of day. But I'd already gone through, we'd been five years of trying to fix this thing with my marriage and, and sign the papers and the whole nine yards. But I, I, I'm, I'm not interested in females. I'm not interested in women. I'm not, as a matter of fact, right now, I, honest to God, don't want to see another one. You all know what I'm talking about. You're like, I don't, I don't want to, single looks real good right now. But God, I had spent five years standing on the word where he was trying to get me to sign the papers and go. Now that, listen to me, there's religion and God hates divorce. But you know, there's other scriptures in the Bible that says when they're gone, let them go. Well, I was, I, I, you know, you can get so hung up. Kenneth Hagin made a statement. He says, um, Love has never been to the divorce court. Now, see, I'm taking Brother Hagin's word like it's gospel. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to divorce court. And I did. And I never did. And so had not he said that, I'd have never started praying about her. And I went home that night and I went, I looked at Lisa and, and I said, the devil just spoke to me. And I said, did, I asked her, I said, did you hear that? Because it thundered in my truck. I mean, it thundered in the truck. Uh, he spoke so loud to me. And she said, I didn't. I said, thank you, Jesus. I said, the devil just spoke to me. Because I think the devil's trying to get me to mess around with her. And I went home that night and spent the whole night in prayer. When I woke up the next morning, I knew that I knew that I knew this is my wife. And God has something for me to do. So, if it wasn't, I said all that because this. We have, we have scriptures. I'm not anti-scriptures. But you, but you need to have Bible and Holy Ghost. In the Bible it says that Paul said, don't, the Holy Ghost said, don't go to, where was the town? They, huh? Asia, uh, Macedonia, but come over here. Listen, there's places he doesn't, he said go into all the world, but there's places he told you, don't go there. And he told you, you do go there. You, you, you got to have the Holy Ghost to fulfill the call of God for your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, boy, I'm, now I didn't mean to unload all that on you because that's a lot of private. But Lisa and I have told people this before. So we started this dating process even though, and it started off real slow. I'm going to tell you right now because um, first of all, she didn't hear it. And I'm 11 years older than her with kids. But yet, I had to know, I, I had to let her pray it out and trust God. You said it, and I'm going to leave you alone with her. So I didn't start pursuing her hot. We just did things together. We did a few things together, went places together, and McDonald's and a few places. And, and we just saw each other and talked. And Because I just got a divorce. That, that doesn't look good. You know, what do you think Mary's thinking? You're, having, you're pregnant. She's like, right, yeah, what's this look like? God really doesn't care what it looks like. <laughs> but he did want you. So we waited and used a lot of wisdom so it didn't appear that Lisa tore up my marriage. She didn't tear up my marriage. Everybody knows it. I mean, five years before that, it fell apart in Tulsa. Is this all right? But I never told anybody all this. 
She's the only one who knew it, them and Tom and Diane. So when this came down, God chewed me out because I was dragging my booty. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of things he said to me. But the word of God, the, the word of knowledge or, or praying things out in the spirit has, has changed a lot of things in my life that I never would have done that, that way. Does that make sense to y'all? Okay. I, I'm taking a lot of time on this because I want you, I want you to get it. Okay. Let, let me show you this in verse 10. Chapter 2, verse 10. But, okay, let's read 9. I has not seen nor ear heard he entered the heart of man the things God prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he hasn't given you the word. But, he ha- but he's going to show it to you even in the word by the Holy Ghost. This is a powerful scripture. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit that's inside that man? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirits from God. I I use the word so. So that we might know the things that were freely given to us by God. So without him, you, you will not know it. Now, now listen to me. There is a realm of God. Boy, I I sound like us, them, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to sound like we're awesome, y'all are not. So please hear my heart. But until a person is filled with the Holy Ghost and spend time speaking in tongues... They will never know anything in the Bible but Jesus died. Because they have to have a relate. The Holy Ghost is the revealer of truth. Not to your head, but to your heart. The, The Bible is spiritually discerned, spiritually understood. That's why many of you have said things to your family members and you showed them in the Bible and they're looking at you like, yeah, but, uh, and you're frustrated because you're like, I mean, my God, it's written right there. But see, the Holy Ghost showed you that and, and they don't get it. I know it's written right there, but it doesn't mean that that see listen there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't understand and I read it a hundred times Holy Ghost never showed me but then there's days I read it and go oh my god I never saw that before in my life there's a lot of stuff we don't know a lot of stuff I don't know but the stuff we do know the Holy Ghost showed it to us so the things, when you start talking about in him realities, you start talking about we walk by faith. God's already finished all the work. That's revelation knowledge, guys. You don't get that because you sit in church. You get that because you walk with God. That's why you don't walk around and say, why hasn't so-and-so been healed? It might be that they're studying the Bible with their head. Are y'all, you don't, don't play God. That's why when I pray for people up here, if they get healed, good. If they don't get healed, I don't, I don't touch it anymore. That's none of my business. Your walk with God, I don't know what you do at home. You might be going home playing Ouija cards. I don't know what you're doing. But if you're not getting it, it's you. But, but you don't sit around and blame God for that. Sometimes people don't get it. You need to pray them through stupid. you got to pray them out of, a, out of a spirit of stupid. Now, let me say that because I've just offended somebody. There are times when I have been in, I call a funk. That's not a cuss word. I mean, it's just like everything is just annoying. It's a spiritual condition, and, I'm, and I got, you got to sit down and pray through it. Now, what is it? I don't, know, I don't know, but I know we're in a spiritual war. And so there's just days when I don't want to go to church, I don't want to read the Bible. 
And I'm like, you're the pastor. You better get over this. And I don't want to read my Bible. And I don't want to get a sermon. I don't want to do nothing. And I'll go, God, I got to go. And I go in a room and spend some time praying the Holy Ghost. And I can't explain it to you. I don't, I don't know everything. But I know that if I get alone with God and I call at him calling me because I, I just, you know, I, I just got to go get alone with God. Lisa knows this about me. There's days I'm like, what are you going to do? I'm in, I got to go in my room. I'm going to be gone all day. I'll be gone all day tomorrow too, you know. And I just go in there and pray until I get myself back in that place to where I'm hearing from God. Why I'm not hearing him, I don't know. Did I do it? Did the devil do it? I don't know. But I know that I'm not hearing. I know that it's Saturday and I don't have a sermon. I can make up something, but I don't have a sermon. I, honest to God, don't know what I'm fixing to do, you know. And so I'm in there praying until I get something. I've had a couple of Sunday mornings. It doesn't happen much. Well, I woke up at 5 in the morning writing a sermon. I'm going, thank you, a little late, but thank you, hallelujah. And I think he was having mercy on me. Because he's going, well, you know, you got about three hours and you're going to be going to preach and you might want to have something to say. I said, we talked about this last night and I couldn't get you to talk. I didn't say nothing to me, you know. And I already made up a sermon. And that's when you hear me say I had something else to preach. Now you know that I came up with something in my own head because I hadn't heard from God. (laughs) But the moment he tells me what he wants me to do, I'm going, okay. And I'm ready to rock. Do you all get that? Okay. <laughs> I can't backslide. I tried. <laughs> I had a man walked up to me one time and says, you got that sermon from a book, book, didn't you? And I said, I did. He said, it sounds like it. Don't do it again. And I said, it was that bad? And he said, yes, it was. And so I just learned something. Okay, are you all ready? Because I'm, 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 Lynn, I'm not even through two scriptures. I'm, I'm Okay. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, spirits from God, so that we will know the things that are freely given to us by God. These things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now look at verse 14, the natural man. I believe that means the man not saved and carnal Christians does not receive the things of the spirit of God, their foolishness to him. That is why you'll hear people go, I don't like Andrew. I think he's off his rocker. Why would any preacher with half a brain preach against prosperity? But they do it all the time. They're so afraid of covetousness, I think they're covetous themselves. But I'm looking at people going, excuse me? Do you need money? Sure, I need money. But I'm just believing that God's going to get it. Well, he's not. The faith message is based on working from the finished work of Jesus. But the vast majority of Christians don't understand that one point. I sat in a whole room full of pastors not a week ago. And I made the statement to them, God is limited by your prayer life. Sometimes you need to learn to say something in a few words. And I said, it seems as though he does nothing but you ask him. And I had a bunch of them go, well, I don't know if I agree with that. And I'm going, yeah, I know you don't. That's why I said it. Because you're a carnal Christian. I didn't say that. I'm trying to plant a seed to get them to start thinking and ask me questions. Let me share with you real quick. This guy, Edward, that's been coming hungry for God. Man, is he hungry for God. Stepped in our foyer two weeks ago and said, what is the difference between being filled with the Holy Ghost and born of the Spirit? I said, do you really want to know? He said, I do. We went in my office and spent four hours in there with a Bible open. T. 
teaching him faith. He's, I sent him home with Brother Hagen's books, Andrew Womack books. I sent him home with a stack of books. He is devouring the word. Now, I'm always doing things to see if I can get preachers to bite. If they bite, I'm going to teach them some Bible. But if they go, ah, 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 I'm going, well, yourself. <laughs> Y'all see what I'm doing? I had another preacher came in one day. I won't mention who he was. And he said, Pastor, my marriage is on the rocks. Help me. And I said, come on over. You can help people if they're hungry. Okay. Are we doing okay? I'm running out of time, but I'm not getting anywhere near done what I wanted to do. Look, look at this. Look at verse 15. He who is spiritual, say me, judges all things, but he himself is rightly judged by no one. Who has known the mind of the Lord that you may instruct him? Look at the next one. But we have the mind of Christ. Where do you have the mind of Christ? In your spirit. And now think about what he just said. You know by the Holy Ghost all of the wisdom of God. You can tap anything from God by the Spirit. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more the Bible is going to come alive to you. The more your life, the more things, the more you're going to have wisdom. You can have knowledge of how to talk to somebody, but, but having wisdom to help them is something only from God. Amen. Boy, that was, this is good whether, you, I'm running out of time. Let me see where I want to go here. Um. Let me just do this, and then we, we will. I'm just going to make some statements here, and we'll get back in this next Wednesday night. In the book of Acts, everywhere you see miracles, they're praying. Get that. Get, go home with that. From Cornelius to Peter to Paul on the island, to Paul in the boat. Every, if you see the miraculous, it's always a prayer meeting. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. If you and I are not going to spend time praying in the Spirit, we're going to have a dead church. You're going to have a dead life. Your, your kids are not going to care about God. You can't do this in the natural the, the book of Acts is not about they were apostles. Philip was not an apostle. Ananias who prayed for Paul was not an apostle. This is not about apostles having power. This is the church had power. Peter was locked in jail, but a constant prayer was made for him, and an angel got him out. Now, now let me tell you, let me tell you I'm going to close with this, but listen to me. I'm, I'm a great prayer warrior, but I want to tell you how I learned this. It was forced on me. When I went to Ramah, I loved learning the Bible, but I didn't like doing it. The hell I've been through is what has driven me to my knees. My prayer life has come out of hell on earth. Are y'all out there? I mean, it's... Just stuff. And I'm going, God, what's going on? And he's not answering me. And, and I'm looking at a Kenneth Copeland tape, and, and it's not ministering to me. And I'm going, I don't want to sit and pray in tongues for an hour. Am I the only honest person in this room? But I'm telling you, I spent nights in prayer not because I'm so deep. It's because I couldn't sleep. And I couldn't eat, and, I, and, and life was terrible. And so I'm thinking, well, all I know is to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I mean, so I can look back over my life, and I can't tell you everything because of my kids and family and people that, that innocent and guilty and everything else. But I'm going to tell you, all of the good that's ever happened to me has been after times of praying in the Spirit. Let me tell you one more. We got one minute. 
When I, when, I, when, when I married Lisa, I told her, I said, I have a call of God on my life. And she looked at me one day, she says, where is it? I said, well, I don't know. And so we had a little bedroom for Josh, and we, my mother painted a mural. And guys, I got so, I got so miserable. I'm a block mason. I'm not called to be a block mason. I hate laying block. I'm called to preach, and I'm praying in English, but God ain't paying any attention to me. I'm just wanting him to tell me, and he's not even talking to me. And so Lisa will tell you, this is true. I'd come home every day from work, laying block. I hated laying block. Take a shower, eat dinner. I would always run a mile or two, work out with weights, and then come in, and then come in and take a shower and eat dinner. And go in Josh's room and sit on my butt, praying tongues. I'm so miserable. I, that's all that I can do. I know that God has something he wants me to do. I didn't go to Ramah for nothing. But now I'm married to Lisa and I can't even get God to talk to me. And I prayed out everything. Uh, Air Mobile Ministries came out of me sitting in that room praying in the Holy Ghost. And then the next thing you know, I have a word of knowledge and a vision. And the next thing you know, I'm in Aramon Ministries preaching. And then after that, I'm, I'm praying and praying and praying. And, and Melanie remembers when we were on the island of Laganoff. And the Lord said, when you get home, they're going to ask you to take that church. Well, you guys have no idea. I, I, prayed, over, I prayed over the will of God. I, but I, I'm going to say this because I'm trying to help you. I wasn't being spiritual. I was miserable. If y'all, do y'all relate to that? I'm just like, ah! And so, <laughs> the next thing you know, this church asked me, and I thought, yeah. And then when I walked in, I went, oh, no, God. <laughs> and then I had to really pray. Everybody tried to kill me and everything. And I really wasn't, I, you know, and I say this, I, just because you know the Bible doesn't mean you're mature. You don't know how stupid you are until you grow up. Do you know that? Well, you're spiritually a big baby. You don't know it because you went to Ramah, so you, you're a, you the man. But it's not until years later I started going, oh, God, I thank you that these people had mercy on me. I, I was such a jerk for years. And sometimes still am. I still do stupid stuff. But, but do you understand that it, I would have to go back and say, everything I've ever done that has borne fruit has been through praying in the Spirit. That's a powerful statement. Now, I'm not saying I don't pray in English. I pray in English. I'm not saying I don't worship God. I worship God. I don't say, you know. But, but um, <laughs> I mean, I've had sermons before that were so good. But you guys have no idea. I didn't know none of that until I started praying and the Holy Ghost showed me what to preach. And you guys are going, that was so good. I'm going, yeah, I, I liked it too. <laughs> I didn't know any of it until I started praying. Do you all see that? And I say that to you because there is a tendency to come sit in church Listen to me preach, go home and turn on the TV, and just be a spiritually lazy bum. And expect someone else to get a miracle for you. That ain't going to happen, y'all. It's not going to happen. And I say that because that's what I wanted. Somebody pray for me. <laughs> and God wouldn't let them. You're going to get to the place in your life where God's not going to let anybody pray you out of it. You're going to pray out yourself or you're going to stay right there and just suffer. <laughs> Is that too strong? That's good, isn't it, though? Now, I'm just getting started. I mean, I'm, I haven't even gotten through a third of my page of notes. But this thing called... John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. There's a place in God. God wants this church in, in the spirit. He wants us. There are things that are going to happen in America because the church comes back to being a spiritual body, not just a physical bunch of people meeting in a building. 
And it's not easy to do it because you like being lazy. I'm being honest. Just feed me. You don't want to engage. Now come to a prayer meeting and watch all the people sitting praying. I mean, I got onto them last time. I made them get loud. I want to hear your mouth. Scare the mud out of people. I really did. But, but it's your flesh is so sorry. <laughs> mine too, guys. Mine too. It just. <laughs> I ain't praying loud. It. The old rebellious thing. But if you don't get people out of that, they're just going to get stuck and stay stuck. And you got to get yourself out of this. You, you've got to stir yourself up. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, I, I just sensed a release just now. But my desire tonight, Father God, is, is for everybody in the sound of my voice to understand there's something we're supposed to be doing. We're not earning anything. It's just something that when our heart is in it, our body will be too. And we have to make up our mind to focus on it, to pray on it, to, to seek after it, to draw near to God, stir up the gift. There's something about us that causes you on the inside to move. I wished I knew how to explain that, but I don't, but I think we get it. And I'm asking that this church would learn what that means. To get up on Sunday morning ready to worship. Come in on Wednesday night ready for the move of God. Come in on a prayer meeting ready to pray. Wake up and even in their own house praying in the Holy Ghost. Not a small thing, is it, Papa? It's not a little thing, is it? And I pray tonight that they would see it understand it and walk in the light of this and sir that's all I can do I gave them the word and all I can do is leave it with them but I'm going to ask you Holy Spirit write what I said tonight on their heart bring it up to them bring it up to them day after day until they're walking in the light of this and then if not do what you did to me make them miserable Papa I ask you in Jesus name Amen hey God bless you thank you for coming to church tonight Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to www.wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.